When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Apple made it official. The company sent out invites for a virtual event for September 14th or next Tuesday for its big fall event. What are we expecting? I'm Roger Chang. This is your Daily Charge. Joining us to come through the mess of rumors and speculation out there is CNET phone reviewer Patrick Holland. Welcome, Patrick. Hello. Thanks for having me. So first off, when is this event actually happening? It's happening Tuesday, September 14th. All right. So less than a week away. Uh, and, and I know some companies in the midst of this pandemic have been experimenting with different kinds of presentations. And I know that Google had a hybrid one with some folks there. This one, is this, are we expecting sort of a virtual only pre-can type affair? Or do you think there'll be any kind of uh, wrinkles tossed at us here? <laughs> That's a great question. Because to be honest, we, we don't know really, but we do know. Uh, so last uh, fall, Apple's event was virtual only, and predominantly over the past year, there's been one, at least I can leave one exception, where their events have been all virtual, where that means everything's either pre-recorded or, or filmed and edited, and they're basically playing a video as they announce these products. And um, there was the Google I.O. event where they had uh, like some of their developers and employees that was like a, a live broadcast, but it wasn't kind of like our typical event. And actually, right. I went to a Motorola event for uh, a much smaller, less well-known phone called the Motorola Edge. And that was the first um, in-person press event for a piece of phone hardware, I believe, in the world since um, the pandemic started. So it's interesting. I think a lot of us are hoping that this event might be in person. I think there's a thousand um, reasons why, probably the biggest reasons, COVID. And uh, when we received word about the event, we received a invitation and on the invitation said, California streaming, um, which could be a reference to the fact that this is a virtual event that will be streaming, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's given what's going on with the Delta variant, it's it's probably a good idea that this is virtual only, that we, we avoid seeing each other, at least for another few months, at least. Uh, let's well, start with the, the biggest product that we expect to launch, and that is obviously the iPhone, which we think will be called the iPhone 13, but who knows? I mean, what, what are you expecting from this new iteration? Wow, okay, so, well, first of all, let's start with the name, because it's always, you know, it's weird. The name is probably the thing that most people don't know about, but uh, I think a lot of people are hoping it would be 13. Some people are wondering, oh my goodness, 13, that's an unlucky number in the US. Uh, we've had iOS 13. Uh, there's so much debate about this name, and in uh, another leak or another rumor, there's been so many rumors up around this phone launch, um, there were cases that were made by Apple that on the box said iPhone 13. So I think we could probably uh, suspect it's iPhone 13. If you were an iPhone 12S person, it still doesn't mean there would not be an iPhone 13 because that would be the next one, right? Uh, but I think it's a pretty safe bet to assume that this will be called the iPhone 13. 
And uh, what would you like to know? Because there's so many rumors about this phone. And yet I think when you add them all up, it's not going to be as uh, a revolutionary a redesign year as perhaps the iPhone 12 was. Right, right. I guess what that was my key question is, you know, what's different? What will? What do you think will be, you know, the marquee new feature? Because there's always a new feature or some bell or whistle that Apple likes to tout as revolutionary, even though other phones probably adopted it before. What do you think is going to be that that key feature? That's a good question because I think it depends on your relationship with your iPhone. So one feature that I that if it's rumored, it's rumored, and if it come true, um, that I'm excited about is a smaller notch. So at the top of every iPhone screen since the iPhone 10 was released, there's that looks like a little bite mark basically out of your phone, and that's where they house like the front facing camera and and uh, tech to un- help you unlock your phone using Face ID and stuff like that. It, it's not the most beautiful uh, solution, but because of the size of it, they're able to put technology in there that is secure and allows you to use like payments with Face ID. You cannot do that on Google or Android. There are face unlock stuff, but it's not as secure. Now, that being said, a smaller notch is a step in the direction to get ridding, getting rid of the notch, but it's still a notch. So <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. If you don't care about the notch, then you don't care about this. And then the, another big um, rumor is cameras. And there are so many rumors about these cameras. And I think the best way to break this down is with the iPhone 12, we had the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max. Traditionally, those those higher end phones have usually had the same camera systems, um, but these two had different ones, and they both had a telephoto camera. Uh, they both had an ultra wide camera and a regular camera, but the sensor on the iPhone 12 Pro Max was larger than the main sensor on the. 12 Pro, and the telephoto camera had a longer focal distance, meaning you could zoom in closer uh, without using digital zoom than you could on a 12 Pro. Apparently, the 13 Pro Pro Max will be the same. They'll have the same camera system on board, which is very exciting. And then we have the uh, the mini controversy. As you know, I'm a big, I love the iPhone mini. I think it's a, a fabulous product. So many rumors, so many articles, so many um, people have speculated and and, uh, analysts have said that it's been like the worst selling iPhone or it's been not sold as well as the other iPhones, Um, which in one respect I get. And I think in another respect, um, people are wondering, does that mean they're not going to have a, a mini version of the iPhone 13? For all the rumors and leaks I can see, it looks like they are going to keep an iPhone uh, mini around for the iPhone 13. So we're looking at an that, iPhone. Yeah, and that, go ahead. Go ahead. That, and that to me is surprising because uh, I, I do tend to believe that that mini is likely to be a poor seller because it's one of those phones that I think a lot of folks in principle say they want a smaller, more compact device, but then when they get down to it and they hold it and they realize how much they do on that screen, they go, oh, I need a little bit more screen real estate. Uh, and so that we've seen this before. It's not just with Apple. Other manufacturers have tried to make smaller versions of, of phones. And it just sort of, I know there are a lot of folks who who want something that they could, that's pocketable and thin and, you know, you can just sort of hold grip in one hand easily, but when it comes down to when you're actually about to make that purchase, you're like, ah, that screen size is pretty small, especially 
in the pre-pandemic days when you could actually go out to a store and see them, when you actually see how small one of these phones are, you're sort of like, I don't think I need that. I think I need a bigger screen. I, I think right. you're right. I think there's a lot of people like that. I also think that last scenario you talked about, people going into stores and, and seeing the phone. Um, I don't know if you are a follower of Daring Fireball or John Gruber's podcast, but he has a theory that uh, because people, not as many people went to an Apple store or a Verizon store or wherever to see the phones in person, that had they been able to pick it up, they would actually may have gotten the iPhone 12 mini, that it, it might not have been as small as they thought or... Um, it might not have been as radical a proposition as it looks like sometimes in photos online. That's that's an interesting point. I I would contend that I don't I don't know if that would be the case, but <laughs> I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But you, you know what though? Here's the best part though. It's like I, I think it's so funny that with phones, the size is such a big thing. Like we we don't think of like oh my goodness, I can't believe the shoe comes in both a size eight, a size ten, and a size twelve. It's like <laughs> and yet it I, and I know why, right? Because it's a lot of times uh, size is associated with price, and the yep. iPhone twelve. Mini is the most affordable of of the new phones, but yeah, I'm I'm for it. In fact, look, I know we, we our viewers can't listen to me hold up the iPhone Mini, but I love this thing. And yeah, it has a horrible battery life. That is a compromise I'm willing to live with, and I go to that phone all the time. That is my personal iPhone, and uh, my personal Android phone is the original Galaxy Z Flip, a, a large phone that folds up into something small. So are we noticing yep. a theme here, Roger? Yeah, yeah. Live it. You're, you're, you're true to your beliefs, man. You, you want compact and you're living it. So I, I respect that. Uh, I guess the other big feature, the rumored feature, is this rumor about satellite access or satellite capability. Uh, and as a, I think it, it actually lit up a lot of folks' imagination when it first came out. I don't know if you could sort of break down well, one, what the rumor is and what we think this might actually be. Well, and, and, and here's where it gets the wrinkles get uh, more wrinkly. Uh, is It's actually kind of two things that happened at once, as far as I can tell. And we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, September 8th, just for documentation. So if you comment later, like something else happens today, you'll know what's going on. But I think what happened is there was initially a rumor from um, Ming-Chi Kuo, the uh, noted Apple analyst, as I think he's always titled, claiming that the iPhone 13 will have the ability to make satellite calls, right? So if we think about uh, a satellite phone, even if you've never seen one in person, you've probably seen one in a movie or TV show, they're big. They're like a small brick with a giant like uh, antenna. And so there is that rumor that happened. And what it turns out is it's kind of like... Um, there's a space race with billionaires and people are trying to find how high you have to go to be in actual space. It's kind of like, what is a satellite uh, phone call? And I think a lot of people think you could stand someplace remote and your phone can connect to a satellite and make a phone call. It's probably not that. If It, it actually might be something much simpler where I'm able to send a text or distress or something like that. And it's a, a more of a, um, a land-based uh, satellite uh, system versus uh, something that we think of like going to outer space. Does that make sense? I th yeah. yeah, I think the rumors called for theoretically access to what are known as low Earth orbit satellites, the kind of satellites that are being used in Elon Musk's Starlink uh, broadband service, which are, there are far more of them and they're much, much lower in elevation than your traditional satellites, which 
those big bulky satellite phones would hook up to. And those things are gigantic. They've got a huge, huge antenna, but it's because they've got a broadcaster signal all the way up, way, way, way past what these low Earth orbit satellites are. I think you're right that if this is really for, from what I understand, potentially for emergency reasons or, um, yeah, just to, to, whenever you're out of range from a from a cell tower, this is like if you need to make an emergency call or something, that this is kind of what it's for. I, I don't imagine that there'll be some sort of like package you can pay for that like gets you satellite <laughs> access whenever you want. But oh, I, I don't I'm, know. I, I imagine people would be interested though. Yeah, I'm sure people would be interested and I'm sure there are satellite uh, carriers. Are there satellite carriers? I don't even know how that works. That will be willing to sign you up for a contract if that was the case. But I think the other, the other side of that I was to say was the Mark Gurman rumor from Bloomberg. Um, that was the the emergency side of it. So it, it, those are kind of two different rumors that kind of came out around the same time. They had the word satellite, uh, but I don't think you're going to walk into a Verizon store, get an iPhone 13, and then be able to also get satellite service uh, and and stream YouTube while you're in the middle of the like the Gobi Desert or something. I, I don't think that's going to be <laughs> on this next iPhone. Right, and and Apple made a big deal about 5G last year, and as you know, it's one of my favorite topics, but. Yeah, consumers, let's be honest, consumers were not really impressed. I think, you know, being stuck at home, uh, the network's not being as fast as all the hype it promised, just sort of left folks feeling kind of mad about 5G. Do you think Apple talks up 5G again, or, or is it going to move on to the next big feature? I don't know. That's a good question, because, I mean, 5G, you talked about, uh, it's a favorite topic of yours. I'm like, because you like to be in pain, because you like a topic that is just going to disappoint <laughs> and, and is complicated. And no, I think 5G, yeah, there's the hype, there's the uh, carriers want every, God, how many Android phones have the word 5G in the name of the phone? So many, Oh, right? yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So the fact that the iPhone was not the iPhone 12 5G, thank goodness for that. I think that speaks volumes. Also, I think in the terms of Apple, I think they're going to be cool about it. <laughs> you know, I think one of the neat things about the iPhone 12 was the they really focused on uh, some of the briefings I had, the number of antennas, the uh, kind of future proof of the hardware to adopt newer 5G as things keep on evolving and, and building out. But it didn't seem like it was like a, we've made it, guys. We're on the 5G shelf. No, nothing to worry about here. Their whole conversation at least the press was a lot more about like, hey, this is an evolving thing. We're just, we're dipping, we're walking into the pool, but we're not the deep end yet, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and it's, it is still early days for 5G. I, I am hoping that we will start to see applications that really take advantage of the network speeds. Once those speeds actually get faster, hoping for more upgrades later this year. But as you mentioned I'm, I'm just a glutton for disappointment uh i guess lastly cost wise what do you think how, how much are these things going to cost are, this, are we looking at the same price or or will we see you know a bit of a premium for some of the extra features that, and, that and smaller just, notch we're paying for the, the smaller, smaller notch costs more <laughs> <laughs> i would i would you pay more for a smaller notch roger no gosh no, no. okay there no. you go there you go uh yeah it doesn't annoy you that much um no, I would say the cost is interesting because in one sense, the iPhone 12, oh man, how do I simplify this in such a co coherent way? I would say the iPhone 12 kind of shook things up, right? So we still had our $1,000 iPhone 12 Pro, just like we had the 11 Pro. But then the iPhone 11, which I think was originally $700, 
all of a sudden the iPhone 12 was $829, right? So that actually went up $129. There's some rumors that the prices might change this year. Um, and this is where things start bleeding, like the iPhone 14. Can you believe I even said that on, on, on record here? That there are rumors that whether it's the iPhone 13 or the next one, that there might be a lower cost version of uh, that entry-level phone. So that iPhone 13 or possibly the iPhone 14 might actually drop back down in price. There's also other rumors saying that the higher-end phones might get more expensive. So I don't have anything solid to say other than we just have to wait and see. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Have you heard Have you heard other things on that? Uh, pricing, I mean, I've heard a little bit of both. So it's been super contradictory. I, I, I imagine... That scenario where you pay more for the higher end, you pay a little bit less for the lower end. That that seems to be the most plausible, but like you said, we'll see. Thanks, Patrick, for your time. This is just part one of our two-part conversation as we break down the rumors ahead of next week's Apple event. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.